You're listening to The Drive Time Show on Faith FM, coming to you live from Adelaide. Soon we'll be done with the troubles of the world, going to live with God. No more, no more weeping and wailing, no more, no more weeping and wailing, no more, no more weeping and Troublesome times are here Filling men's hearts with fear Freedom we all hold dear Now is that stake Humbling your heart to God Saves from the chastening rod Seek the way pilgrims trot Christians awake Jesus is coming soon Morning or night
Wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. A bit uh, late today, but I hope you enjoy the good music we play for you. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible and where you can throw your questions to us. We are uh, going to respond uh, to you if you write an email or uh, send an SMS to myself on 0401-305-077. Today it's a bit different, uh, and that's why probably, you know, we have a few things to sort out because uh, my guest is uh, coming via phone at uh, this stage, and I'm just trying to see if Will uh, hears us. Will, are you there? I'm here, Nick. All right. I think I have you here now. I think you are coming through. Just uh, testing a little bit your level of um, the volume. Uh, how are you today, Will? Doing well, thank you. Boy, spring has come. Isn't it a beautiful day? That's very good. Now, Will is um, a retired minister, and you spent here in South Australia how many yeah. years, uh, Will? Well, I've, I've had half of my ministry in South Africa uh, over 42 years. And half of the ministry here, we arrived in South Australia in 1993 mm-hmm. and uh, have served the full time in South Australia. Uh, it seemed to have just uh, held on to us, lovely South Australia. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, well, I thought uh, when uh, people retire, they have a lot of time for themselves, but it's not the case with you, I believe. <laughs> well, I try to look, uh, try to stay out of trouble. And I also try to stay stay busy, otherwise my wife gives me a long list of things to do. <laughs> well, look, uh, I really enjoy um, uh, uh, Pastor uh, Will uh, coming along with us uh, and also other programs which we do here on, on Faith FM. But today, uh, it's a very interesting uh, topic, we, and I will come a bit later on to just um, explain uh, what we look into, you know, during the week. But I would like to just start with this one, Will, if you don't mind. Uh, in Matthew 24, Jesus lists a number of conditions uh, in the world which will serve as a, um, a signs uh, that uh, he is coming again. Now, we believe that uh, is very soon. And um, that message teaches that we should wait. How we wait, that's the question also. And prepare, wait and prepare for his return. Do we have an idea when this might take place, Will? Uh, Nick, we uh, you've made reference to chapter 24 of Matthew. That's really the go-to chapter on uh, the second coming of the Savior. In that very chapter of Matthew 24, we can read in verses 32 and 33, Jesus himself saying, Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. Mm. Soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. You see he's just given a few signs. But when it's going to happen is another thing. He says in verse 36, But about the day and the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, Mm -hmm. nor the Son, but only the Father. Right. That's uh, very important, Will. Uh, And um, uh, now, God purposely 
uh, doesn't tell us of the date and time uh, of Jesus coming. Is that a reason why he didn't tell us well? Yes, I think uh, if a family, for example, knew that they were going on a holiday overseas mm-hmm. and uh, left the preparation to the last minute and found themselves scrambling head over heels just a half an hour before they were to be at the airport, invariably I might say to you, they may find that there is something missing because of the rush, mm-hmm. something they have forgotten, and uh, this might seriously affect their plans. I mean, what if in the rush, for example, they had left the passports all nicely banded together in the hallway of their home near their door mm-hmm. so that uh, they would not forget it as they rushed to the waiting taxi? Uh, you know, if they knew the date, if we knew the date, remained future, we might let go, as it were, and live a little recklessly uh, to our ultimate detriment and the loss of life eternal. Personally, I think the expectation of this once-in-a-lifetime event of Jesus coming to receive us into his present needs a whole lifetime mm-hmm. and a whole lifestyle focus, heartfelt preparation to be with the Savior. Right. I think it's a last-minute thing, Nick. I think we need to live in expectation every day. Mm. And more specifically, uh, Will, uh, then, uh, why, uh, I mean, what did Jesus say about preparing for his return? Well, I'm glad that, uh, that the Lord himself gave us um, pertinent counsel. And um, perhaps I could read Matthew 24, that mm-hmm. famous chapter, from verse 36. It says about But about the day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Then he uses an illustration. He says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, Mm -hmm. up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. And that is how it will be, Jesus says. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. And then knowing this, Jesus cautions, he says, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Father or your Lord will Mm -hmm. come. You know, just as before the flood, Nick, and at the time of Lot, in fact, when people were pursuing their daily routines, everything looked as usual. Mm. Three times Jesus gives the warning to the God to be on guard and to be ready. Yes. But he says, because you do not know on what day the Lord will come. I think Christians waiting for Christ face two dangers, actually. Mm-hmm. The first is to focus strictly on the distant future and lose the reality of the present life on how to live now. And the second danger is to live life a life of apathy or indifference regarding the second coming because they think it's still far away. Yes. Actually, both conditions are illustrated by Jesus in uh, parables of the two servants in Matthew 24 mm-hmm. and another one of ten virgins in Matthew 25. Both parables include a surprise visit 
which the people knew about, but preparation for those events uh, somewhat fell short. Mm, mm. Right. Now, um We are going to uh, to expand a bit on here, uh, Will. Um, let's look at the first uh, uh, parable of the ten virgins. That's in uh, Matthew 25, verses uh, 1 to 13. Yeah. Are you able to start, uh, Will, from verse 1? Yes, I can read that for you. Okay, thank you. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish. Five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in their jars mm. along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. And at midnight, verse 6 says, At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But... Mm. While they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, Jesus says, he says, therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day. Or the hour. Right. Now, before, yes. on the, before expanding on this parable too much about the ten virgins, I think, Nick, I should make a quick comment on Jesus' parable before this one, because uh, both of them have the same admonition. Mm -hmm. In the first parable, a wise servant lives and plans for the assumption, with the assumption that uh, the master might come at any time while a foolish servant working with him is under the assumption that he could take the gamble that the master will come sometime in the distant future. Mm -hmm. Well, and they come to a great surprise when the master comes. But concerning this, uh, this parable about the ten virgins, in the scripture portion that we have read, the wise bridesmaids make provision for the possibility of a long-waited period, waiting period. Yeah. Um, while foolish virgins simply assume that the coming would be uh, as timely as their calculations or expectations, and uh, therefore they did not ready themselves for any kind of delay. Mm -hmm. Frankly, for me, Nick, any Christian's life stretches between two realities The first one is that Jesus is coming soon. Yes. And the second one is that we are still here. Mm -hmm. Like the unwise servant in Matthew 24, um, who says, my, my master is staying away a long time. And that's, that may be the cry of uh, many people's hearts. But it's important for us to find the balance. The balance between living with our daily routine and 
living with the expectation that Christ could come any day. Mm. I might say that the blessed hope of his return will prompt us in an earnest longing for that day to come sooner rather than later, but at the same time that we might live in submission of faith every day to keep ready to meet Jesus on the clouds. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, well, uh, I may just uh, go for a song right now. We'll take a short break here and uh, we'll be back. You stay online. Don't go anywhere. And uh, our listeners also just don't change the channel. We are going to be back in a minute. But right now, I would like to just play a song. I want to be more like Jesus. men's feet get pushed around and turn the other cheek I want to be more like him every day in every way so little time he took for himself he was more concerned for everybody Yeah. I want to be more like you Every day In every way I want to be more like Jesus That's why I put my life in His hands I know that I can As tears of pain Fell from his eyes He prayed for those Who had him crucified I want to be more like him That was a beautiful song. I want to be more like Jesus. And I believe uh, that each one of us, uh, we want to be with Jesus, but to be with Jesus, we need to be like Jesus. And um, welcome back. This is uh, Faith FM, Drive Time, big Q&A. And my um, co-host today is uh, Will Grobler coming uh, over the phone. Uh, he could not make it to come with us in the studio. And it's good to have you with us, Will, again. 
Good to be with you, Nick. Yeah, now that's really good. And you know, um, always uh, technology is great. You know, to be able to connect uh, remotely, and um, uh, I really uh, enjoy to have people uh, coming uh, over the phone from different parts parts of uh, the country and even in the world. But sometimes technology, you know, can give you uh, big headaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look, um, uh, well, uh, we are um, uh, talking uh, um, today about how should I live while I wait. Now, we tackled some of the topics during the week, such as uh, uh, what the Bible um, say about uh, how Jesus will come, for example. And the yeah. other one was uh, how significant is Israel and the end times. Uh, just the other day, uh, my friend um, Fabiano with Helen, uh, they were talking about uh, um, these things too. Now, I just have a big issue right now. My phone is just cutting off here. I may need to play another song and I'll be back with you in a sec.
That was a beautiful song again, and uh, hopefully now I can have Will back with me. Uh, let me see if he hears me or not. Will, are Hi. you there? I'm here, Nick. Thank you very much. Yes, we just lost you for a moment, but um, was able to play a beautiful song, and that's always good to to be able to do that. And We're talking about technology, technology <laughs> can be a challenge. <laughs> uh, no, when when you don't want it, you know, um, that's when it happens. And even sometimes trying to to look into my gadget now to find the the whole program, it just doesn't want to show me, you know. But anyway, will. I'm going to this, uh, I, I was just, it cuts off in the middle of when I announced, um, uh, you know, the program pro, uh, from the other day and uh, with Fabiano and Helen. But we'll come back to that one uh, a bit later. I, I want to ask you this question now, Will. Uh, when Jesus says he's coming soon, how should we understand that? Yes, how soon and that centuries could go by since mm. he said that. Um, you know, Nick, it could be today for you or me, since we do not have the promise of life for tomorrow. Yes. But for those who sleep unconsciously in death, uh, it is really only a moment as well until they see Jesus coming in the clouds of heaven. But it may be soon for the living as well, mm -hmm. as I wholeheartedly believe it will be. You know, the prophecies of Daniel and Revelation are nearly fulfilled. The present condition of the world is, with its socio-economic and political turmoil, seem to point that Christ's coming is soon. We don't know. Ah, oh, Will, I just lost you again. All right, we have to play another song. Sorry, guys, for that. Um, you are listening to Faith FM uh, Drive Time. Big Q&A with uh, Nick Krita and our co-host today is Will Grobler over the phone, but seems like we're losing him. And um, we may just play another song right now. Let me see. Uh, will there be any stars?
music in my ear Beautiful story of Jesus Dispelled my doubts and all my Just yes. because we're talking about uh, how important it is to wait uh, for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, you are sharing, after I asked you that question, uh, um, uh, how should we understand this, you know, that uh, Jesus is coming soon. Can you just take us through, uh, please? Yes, of course. And, Nick, I realize that critics may sneer uh, because of the long delay. Mm. Uh, as um, the Bible itself says in Second Peter chapter 3, uh, critics are said there in this text to say, where is this coming that he has promised? Because ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has. Yes. Since the beginning of creation. You know, sadly, even some Christians may doubt that Jesus will come, mm-hmm. uh, that he's come in their lifetimes. Uh, choosing rather to focus on prioritizing life here on earth rather than preparing for heaven. It makes sense to me that it is wise to live our daily lives in a manner showing that we fully expect uh, Christ's soon return. You know, it makes me think of uh, what a godly woman wrote about a hundred years ago on this topic, and I think it's relevant if I may share it. Mm -hmm. She, She wrote... Belief in the near coming of the Son of Man in the clouds of heaven will not cause the true Christian 
to become neglectful and careless of the ordinary business of life. The waiting ones who look for the soon appearing of Christ will not be idle, but diligent in business. Mm -hmm. Their veracity and faithfulness and integrity are tested and proved in temporal things, the things that they do here and now. And if they are faithful in that which is least, they will be faithful in much. Yes. Uh, but you ask the question, when? When? And there's, there's, there's probably a million souls asking that question. All I can say is that Jesus himself provides the answer in the last chapter of Revelation. And remember, Revelation is the very end-time events described. And he tells us three times in Revelation, Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in the scroll, mm -hmm. or obeys what the Bible says, lives according to the prescription of Christian life that Jesus has given us by example and by teaching. And you know, Nick, that's the only thing that we can say. Yes. Live as best you can uh, so that when the Lord comes, uh, he will find us ready. Absolutely, absolutely will. It's also good to have uh, again David Lima with us from uh, Family Voice Australia. David, it's a pleasure to have you with us on the program every time you could make it. Thank you, Nick. It's wonderful to be with you once again. And David, today I like to ask this question, you know, how do you understand the Lord's instruction, mm. occupy until I come? Yes. It's a wonderful imperative from the Lord, a wonderful instruction, occupy until I come. Now, this is from the wonderful parable of the ten talents. Mm -hmm. There are two versions of that, one in Matthew and one in Luke. I suspect our Lord said the same thing on more than one occasion. I yes. certainly do, and varying it each time. So we have a wonderful variation in Luke chapter 19. But that whole chapter, Nick, is really about government. So it starts off with detail about Zacchaeus, the tax collector. And then we have the parable of the ten talents. And then we see Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king. And then, incredibly, he overturns the table in the, 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 in the temple, uh, even though the finances in the temple were managed under the supervision of Rome. So that was a very serious thing to do. In fact, that really provoked his arrest and trial and execution. Mm. But the, the parable there is very important for us because it gives the instruction that we should not just sit around gazing into space uh, waiting for the Lord to return. We are told to occupy until he returns. So I think that's the key point of the parable. Mm. Mm. And you mentioned about uh, many times Jesus spoke in parables, yes. you know, and another parable which uh, uh, we are can, kind of uh, looking into it uh, today is the parable of the talents. Mm. And um, how do you understand uh, this uh, parable, yes. uh, David? Yes. Well, Jesus does more than one thing when he tells a parable. It has a practical meaning, it has a spiritual meaning, and really layers of meaning. He's particularly talking about us getting ready for the judgment of God. Mm -hmm. we, need, we need to be right with God so that when we do die and when we stand before him, the blood of Christ will avail, as the yes. old hymn puts it. So thank God for the gift of Christ. So that's the main point of the parable. But uh, as we might say, you can, you can 
kill two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. Jesus is giving instructions really for the church. And so it comes to us not only as an appeal for salvation, yes. but instructions as to how we should live our lives. So I've mentioned the passage. The whole 19th chapter of Luke begins by Zacchaeus coming to faith. And now he's a tax collector, but the virtue of taxation is very clear from Scripture. So mm. Christians mm. are not to be those who just withdraw themselves from the world, but we're to be connected in the world. And so we see the goodness of taxation there in Scripture, in the teachings of Jesus. And then in that parable, he says that we all have abilities and investments, and the wise steward is given charge of ten cities. Yes. So in Matthew's Gospel... Uh, he receives more talents to put to good work. But in Luke's version, he has not so much a reward as a promotion. Uh, many of us don't want this promotion. Who would want to take charge of ten cities mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because of all the mess that our cities are in? But this is the, the task of the man of God, the woman of God, to rise up to be promoted in service of God, taking charge of the city. Mm, that's uh, wonderful. And uh, David, as you... As you're going into, you know, uh, I mentioned at the time, uh, visiting uh, different churches, uh, mm -hmm. groups, uh, uh, even before people who don't necessarily have a sort of faith, yes. you know, yes. um, you uplift all these values. Now, mm -hmm. um, what biblical examples can you give about promotion yes. to civic Uh, leadership. Indeed. Yes, it's a key concept in the scriptures that we will be promoted. Those who do well shall be promoted. And so there's a wonderful verse in the book of uh, Proverbs which says, Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will not serve before obscure men. He will serve before kings. Now, what we need, Nick, is a body of believers who aspire towards the highest places in our culture. We need to take all of those mountains, mm -hmm. as, they, uh, as we might call them, the mountain of government, the mountain of media, of education, yes. correctional services, the judiciary, etc., etc. Christians need to penetrate those places as salt and light. Yeah. And so God is in the business of promoting all of us towards higher opportunities of ministry. Mm -hmm. We must not resist this, but we so often do. Occupy until he comes doesn't mean let someone else handle the matter. It means, Lord, here am I, send me. Amen. And so we see how very important it is for us to recognize the Lordship of Christ. He comes to us not only as Savior, but also as Lord, Lord of the nations, King of kings and Lord of lords. Mm. He's interested in kingship. He's interested in proper taxation. He's interested in us managing ten cities. Yes. Beautiful. And certainly, uh, David, you answered that question uh, when God asked, uh, who shall we send? Yes. And you do this great job to uh, go around and, and share the good news. David, mm -hmm. uh, thank you so much for being able to come with us again uh, today. And um, do you have uh, just a special thing to just leave with the listeners? Um, I do. Just coming up next week will be the 80th anniversary of a speech given by a very young Princess Elizabeth, mm. aged only 14. This goes back to 1940, those dark days of the war, when she spoke to the children of the world and gave them wonderful encouragement. So next week on the 13th, it will be the 80th anniversary. So that means that Queen Elizabeth has been occupying that position of influence for 80 years. Wow. That is occupying until she comes. Mm. 
a journalist once said to me, what do you think the Queen's going to do when she retires? I said, she's not going to retire, she's going to die. Mm. Unless, of course, the Lord comes first. Yes. Thank you very much, David. May God bless you. And uh, again, uh, all the best to uh, Family Voice Australia and all the good work you do. Thank you, Nick. You're listening to The Drive Time Show on Faith FM, coming to you live from Adelaide. Back to you, Will. And uh, we have a few more minutes uh, today here to to just uh, talk a little, bit, a little bit here. And you mentioned that passage in Revelation uh, 20. Uh, two, I believe, was was it? Yes, yes, yes that's right. You and know, Nick, the um, just as Jesus left the earth uh, two thousand years ago, there were eleven men that stood on the Mount of Olives, watching Jesus attend, ascend, or leaving uh, to go to heaven in the clouds, leaving earth, and um, his hands were outstretched in blessing. But suddenly, the disciples were startled by two beings. Mm clothed in white, the Bible tells us, standing beside them. And these two men, heavenly visitors, obviously, said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? They asked. This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you will, as you have seen him go into heaven. So God's promise is that Jesus will return. Mm -hmm. In fact, Jesus himself said in John 14, verse 3, I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself, that uh, where I am, there you may be also. And um, it's the sort of thing that uh, really sparks an interest or a, um, a homesickness in the heart of the Christian, because we do not want to stay in a um, in a dark world forever. Absolutely. Well, that's so true. And um, uh, it's important how we prepare ourselves uh, for uh, for that great great day, um, wonderful time to you are waiting for. Um, and many people, uh, you know, keep going on with the daily life. Uh, every day seems the same. And not realizing that uh, we miss out on, uh, on preparation time and yes. uh, how we wait. And, uh, you know, uh, there will be that day coming. And I, I cannot imagine, you know, uh, the disappointment of those people uh, will find themselves unready. You know, Nick, there is um, there's one vital thing that we can perhaps remember. It's um, that the Bible says that God's kingdom will not come until the good tidings of his grace have been carried to all the earth. And so that places the emphasis on the Christian again. As we give ourselves to God, we need to tell others of his coming and to hasten his coming. It seems almost strange that we can hasten his coming by uh, by doing what he requested. But if I understand Second Peter 3 properly, is that uh, we can actually postpone his coming or um, make that God is um, is waiting and waiting. He's not willing, as Peter says, that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Mm. I think also that uh, we might remember as Christians that uh, God waits for us to perfectly reproduce his character in us. And uh, God loves us and invites us to come just as we are, of course. 
But um, And the Bible assures us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes. I, I think that God is waiting for a, um, for a reflection of Jesus uh, in the character of his servants and his saints. And, and that's the goal to which each one of us might live. Yes, they will. That's so true. Um, he, he does, it's a, just a little ad and we'll be back in a sec. You're listening to The Drive Time Show on Faith FM. Our time is almost up, uh, Will, for today. Uh, with all the troubles we had through the technology today, uh, but anyway, we learned uh, quite a bit of a lesson there, how to try to organize and connect things. And I don't know, things are just going on in my uh, headphones. I don't know what's going on, all sorts of noises. Um, but uh, just before we are closing today, well, um, are you able just to um, to say one, one more thing to the listeners there uh, uh, listening today uh, in this regard? Uh, what would you say to them in, in just a couple of words? And then I would like you to pray. Well, I'd like to say um, that I really believe, as uh, and I'm joined by millions of Christians, that Jesus is coming soon. Mm-hmm. And that uh, now is really a time to surrender fully to him each day. Take hold of God's promises, not only to forgive, but to cleanse us from all uh, unrighteousness and uh, to work through us to uh, bring the good news of message of him to others. And the question I'd like to ask is that everyone should ask themselves, really, are you ready or am I ready mm. to meet the Lord in peace when he comes? Beautiful, Will. Uh, would you like to pray for us, please? Of course. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, the caution that Jesus has given us that uh, he might be delaying his coming. And we thank you also, Lord, for the fact that we look forward to the blessed hope. And we pray, Lord, that every one of us, uh, the listeners included, may be ready to meet him in peace, to enjoy an eternity of bliss and of absolute fulfillment in the presence of our Maker. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, uh, Will, for uh, being able to join us. I mean, look, uh, it looks like uh, our time is up for today. And thank you for joining Nick Rita and uh, Will Grobler on uh, Drive Time BQ&A. Please join us uh, next time. And um, we'll uh, continue to bring to you uh, big questions and answers from the Bible. Now, if you like to make a comment or... Uh, uh, support us in any way you can uh, SMS on 0401-305077 or uh, you can write an email to info at faithfm.com.au or visit our website faithfm.com.au really looking forward to see you again but until then please remember Christ said I'm leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace of the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. You can find this in John fourteen twenty seven. 
May God richly bless you. I'm leaving you with a song. Jesus is coming soon. Soon we'll be done with the troubles of the world. Going to live with God. No more. No more weeping and wailing. No more. No more weeping and wailing. No more. No more weeping and wailing. Going to live with God. Troublesome times are here. Good day.
I didn't have time in my hurry today to smile at the folks I met. And I failed to kiss someone as I rushed away and I caused her to worry and fret. I didn't have time to say how are you or note that the weather was fine. Tomorrow I planned on doing these things, but today I just didn't have time. I didn't have time to stop with a friend who needed the help I could bring, and I didn't have time, not a moment to spend, where loneliness had left its sting. Didn't have time to visit the sick or give an old panhandler a dime, and I'll wait till tomorrow or maybe next week, but today I just don't have time. I didn't have time for upbuilding thoughts, not even a moment of prayer. I feel my whole life has gone for naught, and now it's too late to care. But as I walk down life's final mile, and I stand in God's receiving line, I somehow wonder if He just might close the gate and say,、uh, "Remember, you didn't have time."、Mm-hmm.